Bailey. Great it's so you. nice to see you. We missed you last week. It is very nice to see you too. And I, I really missed you as well, but I just loved what you did. I just thought that was fantastic. Oh, thank you. And I can't even remember if I was able to get you a message saying, I can't be here, but <laughs> went for it. Do you know, I still don't have phone service working. Goodness gracious, isn't it crazy? Well, my mum only got my mum only got power back yesterday. Um, we bought them a generator though to make sure that we can um, at least connect a generator to the house from now on. So if the power does go out, um, they that will kick back in because that they, they're on you know they're on a farm, so they don't even their toilets are flushed by by a power, so they couldn't even flush their toilets. So like it was a bit crazy. <laughs> Um, that is intense. And so <laughs> let me just let everyone know who are listening later on the podcast or on YouTube and a little unsure of the context of what we're talking about is that, um, and I don't even know why I'm laughing, but probably because I'm delirious, that we've had a, a really intense 12 days, I think we're up to, maybe 13 days even. I'm not sure. Um of a massive catastrophe happened in the, on the Northern Rivers. It was before that it was up in um, Queensland and it came down. Now it's, you know, all the way down to Sydney. But it's the worst disaster we've ever seen. It has wiped out, I can't even give you any stats, but thousands of homes. Many, many people are, well, thousands of people are displaced now. There's been evacuation centres set up all over the place. Um, the army has come in to help it's just been extraordinary so jenny and i today are talking about what what's involved for your business when a catastrophe happens and a couple of things i want to mention and particularly just do a couple of shout outs is that my brother for example has been affected he's at south golden beach so 20 20 minutes north of me and um so he's his whole car's written off his motorbike's written off the house um is not inhabitable, not habitable at the moment, but but he's very lucky. He will be eventually able to move back in, but he has lost a lot of stuff. So um, every so they've been staying with us, and every day he goes back there using my car and is trying to clean out. You know, just absolute horrors. And what has been happening is just so glorious. So I have been getting up and making food for him to take out there and donate to people in the street, etc. But a couple of days ago, Mugu, who are based in Queensland, they're a really beautiful um, company that my daughter actually really, really loves their products and very natural-based um, products. And they just arrived in the street with a truck and said, here we have all these products for you. So they have shampoos and conditioners and moisturizers and muzzy repellents and soaps and all these things. It was so beautiful. So beautiful. That was on Wednesday. And then yesterday, um, a truck arrived and I've just had a moment of can't remember who they are, but with bras and knickers. So all underwear, he just actually sent me the photo. So I'll just clarify who that is because it's an, yeah, here we go. It's an organized organization called support the girls creating change for vulnerable women and girls and um that says bras and knickers galore all sizes if the flood made a mess of your undies drawer please come to mullum and replenish with support the girls so there'll be a mullum today in the mullum neighborhood center friday um 10 to 4 but yesterday they were driving around donating which is so beautiful absolutely extraordinary so those are a couple of shout outs i wanted to give but also 
I've put a number of posts on my personal page and it's been amazing the number of people that have got in touch. So clients, friends, family, and have just been sending money, sending things. Like Let's Porty has just sent a massive amount of um, pet food so that we can donate it to the various places. It's been mind-blowing. It has been an incredible thing. Um, as we were just discussing this morning, Jenny, um, Handicraft and Curtains, so Brenda, she's yep. setting up a, a centre there called Chat and Sew where people can come together, sew um, quilts to donate, et cetera. So she'll be the collection centre for that. So incredibly beautiful things coming out of it. But for you also, you've been affected by it with your mum just uh, a little further south. Yeah, so down in Bagotville, well, mum's in Bagotville, so halfway between kind of that Alstonville and, and Woodburn. And because of her, the location of her property, they had no power until yesterday. So they're on the Woodburn Exchange, not the Balliner Exchange. And so they had no power. So they had, uh, we weren't able to pretty much do anything at home. They had gas only, but they had no fresh food and they were, they were waterlogged. So they were um, landlocked, sorry. So the river to halfway up the mountain, they couldn't get out. They couldn't go anywhere. And so for, they had no one actually reach out to them. They were really quite surprised that because they're kind of in this small community and there's only a few of them, they didn't actually have anybody reach out about electricity, about water, no SES because they couldn't get in. So they were kind of um, rallying in the streets, meeting their, meeting their neighbours and connect, you know, collecting and connecting with each other that way during that first sort of seven days where we they couldn't get power. They were driving their cars around to charge the mobile phone so they could call me to say that they were safe. So it was pretty, pretty harrowing. Um, but also my family, I've got family who live in Lismore and they've lost everything. They've got themselves and their five pets and that is it. They've lost their car, every possession that they own everything in their house and in terms of statistics two-thirds of the houses in Lismore are now having to they're saying are now inhabitable so they will actually have to be demolished so as an older city an older town generally to have two-thirds of those properties have to be um and to be demolished is going to completely change the face of the city and because you know it's, and it begs that question is how do we actually recover how do the people who are were in that home and do not have a home to go back to my family's really lucky you know they had some damage they had some flooding in their house um, in my sister's house and in my in, in my sister's pottery shed where she has her business um, that got damaged but they're they're safe like they still have their main house, they still have possessions, they still have their car. So they can kind of bounce back a little bit better. So we were very lucky and very blessed, but the number of people, as you said, who have been completely just, you know, their homes, all their possessions, whether they own their home or whether you rent their home, in some respects, being a renter is almost worse because if you're a renter in this environment, you literally don't have anywhere to go. At least if you own your home, there's an opportunity to rebuild that property to have a space. So I think there's, you know, there's this is going to have a long, long-term effect, particularly Northern Rivers. I and mean, Brisbane was bad enough, but we didn't get the same level of devastation as we've had in the Northern Rivers. It's so completely sobering. And yesterday, what I try to do with my family that are staying at the end of each night before everyone goes to bed is, what are we grateful for today? What has happened today? Because it's very easy to get really bogged down with the horror of it. And yes. um, But one thing that came up for me yesterday, which was just a whole new element of horror, is that I was having a session with one of my clients who runs an organisation in Lismore and it's for women that have been sexually abused when they were children. Yep. So for a lot of women, they've forgotten about it. They've wiped it, you know, they, they've literally blocked it. 
And so it comes up for them 20, 30, 40 years later. So she has this amazing space. She runs these incredible programs. And upstairs of that cottage is a space where people can go and stay also in times of, you know, extreme need. So that entire venue got completely wiped out. That is not coming back. That is gone for good. So she's, uh, you know, obviously we've got a whole lot of stuff to be working through with her and it's it's not going to be a problem. She's already got super proactive about different grants and, and things like that. So it's, it's going to be fine. But what she said to me in terms of how she's trying to support women in general, and also there's a lot of women, um, and she said actually a lot of them in, in Lismore in domestic violence situations that have escaped from it, et cetera, is that they have been put into the evacuation centres where their perpetrators are. Yeah. And so a lot of women actually haven't gone to these centres because they're so frightened that that is where, where those people are. So what she told me is that I wrote down a couple of notes yesterday while we were talking, is that the stats are that that's 14 times more likely that women would die in a disaster like this or any disaster in general. Um, and so she said what they're looking for is psychologists, psychiatrists, children specialists, that's the thing. So, yes, of course, we need to be doing all the cleanup right now, but then it's those kind of services that are going to be so incredibly and desperately in need. Um, but what's happening to those women right now? So there's, yeah, there's just a whole lot of sobering stuff. Every day I'm hearing new, new things happening, new things unfolding and stuff I never even thought about. And, um, yeah, deeply disturbing, deeply worrying. I just also want to mention that for 24 hours after it all unfolded, we still had power, phone, internet, everything was still working. Not obviously for those that were being flooded, but I'm very lucky where we live. Our little village of Bangalore was fine. I mean, fine in terms of no houses were lost, no lives were lost. Yes, a lot of cars were, but um, our house did not get flooded. Yet all the towns around us did. So we're surrounded by it. Um, and so a lot of those were cut off straight away, but we weren't. We still had all those services, but only for 24 hours because the gloriousness of Telstra and the um, contract that they put in place meant that they went with the apparently the lowest uh, government, or the government went for the lowest um, quote, which was only 24 hour long batteries at the whatever sites. I, I can't even say all the right words, but anyway. That's why after 24 hours, we lost phone and internet wow. and everything. So we were six days without any internet, six days without even being able to call triple O because no phones are working at all. The only thing we had was radio. As, as you know, I told you that we had no, there was no petrol in the petrol station. There's no food. There's no fresh produce. There's no anything in any of the shops. Oh. Of course, we can't use FPOS anyway. So unless you had cash, you were, you were stuffed. Um, the having no petrol thing was a really new experience for me. Like definitely in the pandemic, we've had times of, of finding it hard to, to get some foods, but the no petrol, that was totally new. So you're really conscious of where you're driving in terms of going to help because yeah. we were so limited with that. But I want to come back to this internet thing. For me, my entire business is 100% online. And I am one of trillions of people that that is the case for. It is incredibly challenging to not even be able to reach out to people because in the rest of the country, 
a lot of people just didn't even really know much of really what was going on. They saw and that was about it. So getting messages out to anyone, even just to say we're safe, has been incredibly problematic and distressing. So luckily for me, Jenny and I have a messenger group with our two teams. And so I was able to every now and then get a text to Jenny. I never knew if she received them. I might receive a text message back. 12 hours later but I could tell it had been written earlier so at most I would I would just hope that a text would I know that a lot of them didn't get through but every now and then I could get a text through and I'd say please can you message the team and say this etc etc and then that was about it that's all I could possibly do um and then I went to my niece um was she volunteers every Saturday at a cat shelter above a vet the vet of course got flooded out so they lost their extra machines and all the things. Um, but above is where they have the cat, the cat shelter. So I drove my niece there for that. And just around the corner was a company called Cogren Electrical. And they had a giant board up out the front and said free Wi-Fi. Had the username, the password, because they're using satellite. So I sat there in my car for an hour, writing posts, writing all the things I needed to, which was really, really great. And then off I went. And then straight away, I applied for Elon Musk's Starlink satellite. Apparently it's going to arrive this week. I'm pumped because oh God, really? it's wow. Yeah, it's not appropriate that we in 2022 cannot even call Triple O. We yeah, have that's no contact cool. outside world when this goes on. It just shocked me. So it was about a thousand dollars to um, get it, and it's going to be 139 a month. I'm like, hello, yes, I need you. And that way then. If this happens again or when it happens again, I'm then able to share my internet with people, which will feel really, really good. So there has been a lot going on behind the scenes with just extraordinary um, people doing amazing things. Um, but, yeah, I really feel like that lack of internet, that lack of any kind of communication is not only very devastating for businesses, but really devastating in general for a lot of people. So me being able to reach out to you was important. So putting things in place so that we can prepare for next time, like how are we going to contact people? What are we going to do, et cetera? Those things are really important. Yeah. And it's interesting when you talk about things like satellite, like internet. I mean, my mother, my mum's farm, because of the location they're at, because of the, the way that regional Australia works when it comes to things like satellite and internet and rolling out of lines, they, you know, literally the houses to the right of them have phenomenal fast internet and phenomenal fast service and can get all the bells and whistles. But the her street, it, because it's on the old exchange, it doesn't get any of those things. So they're on quite slow internet. They have really limited access to all the things. So things like Starlink, which I didn't even know existed, which I'm now going to tell her about, is phenomenal because it's actually recognising there's a whole lot of gaps, in it, particularly in the regional Australia. Like we're lucky. I live in Brisbane. We have, you know, access. We didn't lose power. And if we had, we would have got it back pretty quickly because of, you know, the location that we're at and they, you know, they've got enough people in this, in this region to, to kind of, you know, recover if we need to um, but in the regions it's so much harder and running a business in the regions is is really even more difficult because of the gaps and because of the the lack of infrastructure that does exist in regional Australia and it is amazing to think that in 2022 we have you know Tallinn and Estonia I remember going to Estonia four years ago and they had free wi-fi pretty much everywhere around the country um, when, or when we were in the city sorry and and I was like oh my god that you know I say to someone is there internet here is there wi-fi and they're like 
like, of course it is, it's talent. Like they couldn't even believe that because for them internet is just a given. It's like a, you know, standard thing. Yet here's a country like Australia, which is considered to be one of the wealthiest countries in Australia, and we can't even manage to get really good internet into our regional centres. Um, and, and there are still black spots on, on roads that are, you know, major thoroughfares and you still have to go through massive black spots. So I'm amazed at the fact that we still have that gap in our market in in this day and it does you know beg the question about whose whose responsibility is it to fix those things and to help it is it about you know having i guess this is the challenge of commercialization isn't it and the back in the day when it was you know telstra or ospost was owned by the government their job was to serve the community first mm-hmm. it wasn't about the profit first and now they're all privately owned so therefore it becomes about profit it doesn't become about service and it really does beg the question about what is the point of the business, particularly in the people who are listening today. Most of our clients are business owners, small, medium, and some large business owners. And I think we come together because our purpose is about serving community first and serving our clients first. And we work out the other stuff later. And because we do well at that first piece, you know, we have clients who come to us, we, we make a profit, we're a viable business because we put our heart and our intention in the right place to start with. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to mention that there are parts, I was going to say the Northern Rivers, where I am, but I'm sure all over Australia and regional Australia, where they don't have um, phone connection on a good day. So literally in my tiny little town of Bangalore, there are parts of Bangalore that don't get phone reception. And my brother at South Golden, when I want to chat with him on a normal day, not not an after flood day, he has to go up to his front gate. Yeah. My mum is the same. (laughs) Not okay and many of us uh, i haven't had a home phone for years and years and years so and i don't need one but hello you know i do when when stuff goes down but i think the fact that no one could call triple zero and yeah. still right now there's parts of the northern rivers that still can't so that's not okay it's absolutely unacceptable and deeply worrying really so what about what happens with your business when it's affected in this way obviously we know uh businesses have been completely wiped out we know businesses that have been was suffered massively but they've had to get volunteers in to help them clean out and you know come back from it they've done different things with um oh goodness me we've just had someone in the chat say home phone weren't home, home phones weren't working either as they now operate through the MBN. i actually didn't know that there you go so no i'm not going to be going getting a home phone back again because clearly that wasn't working so yes to my satellite coming so oh quickly a mention on that the satellite um i've been waiting for quite a few years and watching what's going on with that so it's only just recently become available to our area and apparently for now it's not going to be available in cities it's only going to be in regional areas that are having troubles that have always predominantly had troubles with internet so definitely for your mum, Jenny, that's a good option. Oh, to I'm 100% going to have that conversation with her after this. Um, to, to your point, though, I don't think it's it's too expensive for for the for what you're actually getting. I think that's no. something a little bit magic. Yeah, we're doing our funny, we're doing our crazy. Um, I am going to have to do that. Sorry about the microphone, people. So I'm getting a little bit of feedback. Um, apologies, I may have gone down quietly. Um, We'll just edit that out later. Um, very good. The conversation is interesting around how do you manage your business in this environment? And I think there's two things that come to mind when I think this. 
one, one of the key aspects we talk about when we do marketing or engagement or, you know, whether it's social media, digital marketing, or just client engagement and thinking about our clients is if you have, if you, if your business is designed to serve and, and build a community and create loyal customers, moments like this is when your loyal customers stand back and go, it's okay, we'll be here when you're ready. And I think this is a big, there's so many businesses that I've seen who, you know, something will happen to them and they, you know, they, they try and recover after a disaster and they can't recover and, and customers don't go back to them and they blame the disaster. And I'm going to sound a little bit harsh here, right? They blame the disaster for the fact, well, we were wiped out because this happened. But the reality is they were probably already on their way out before the disaster happened because if their customers don't come back to them after, if they weren't loyal beforehand. And I think you've got so many amazing businesses who are who are part of your PP, the, the Passionate uh, Purposeful Women group who are all about serving customers. They engage with their clients and customers. They talk to them regularly. They engage with them on social media and through email marketing and also when they're actually in their stores. And so when they're saying, look, we've had this disaster, we need some help to recover but, you know, come and see our other stores or you can buy online or you can try and still support us. People will do that because they're loyal to that individual. They're there to support and they know that that individual is providing a service to the community first and that they'll come back and support. So I think there's a really important question to say is how you run your business on a daily basis, how you engage with community, how you build loyal customers, how you build relationships with your customers is really important in everyday life not just in disasters and <laughs> because yeah. that that allows you to recover from situations like this yeah I, I definitely agree so when we think about people receiving support if you're a good human and you run a good business and you're generous and abundant and all those things then yes you're going to attract the right kind of support to you the right kind of help and people understanding and realizing so i've suggested in terms of people with online stores i know that you've lost all your stock or whatever but don't close that store if you keep that open and you say to people you know on your homepage, hey we can't be sending any orders out to you for maybe a month maybe more but if you want to place an order and support us knowing that it won't be coming up for quite some time then we'd really appreciate that yeah. so making sure that you're constantly being honest constantly being upfront really transparent posting on your socials i know you can't i mean i couldn't for example for quite some time but my team was but even just finding a way to get something out there to let people know what's happening yeah. is important but i'll tell you one thing that really has irked me and i know that it's only affecting a small part of the entire country but being aware of what's going on is so important because honestly once we got that internet back and I went onto Facebook I lasted five minutes and then I was gone because the overwhelming amount of promotions from people and I'm talking not far up the road like Gold Coast and stuff and hammering things and it's like do you not know what's actually going on out there and also um the businesses now that send you text messages regularly I find that super frustrating but you know even some of those sending messages through to me that are just automated Make sure you're getting this. Make sure you're doing that. And another company reached out to me. You're coming to our conference. We're trying to, you know, you haven't blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm in the midst of this horror scenario going on. What the hell? Like, really, it turned me off their companies and their businesses. So being sold to, being promoted to, actually, I know that it's not affecting a lot of people. So you do you. But when it was coming at me, it was too much. I just felt like, 
no. What about putting out a post and saying, hey, we're so, we just want you to know our hearts are with you all down there or out there or up there or whatever. And we're thinking of you guys. How about just pausing for one moment and, um, you know, just, just showing some compassion, I think, I think it's a really important thing at this time. I mean, we're, we're talking about how to manage your business through disaster and we're, I mean, the conversation was originally going to be around the companies who are having to recover at the moment. And those with, you know, who have set their businesses up, who, you know, insurance or people will come and help and, and you'll be able to get your stock back or at least recover to some part and you won't be able to. Um, oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. So had someone, so I love that idea about pre-ordering. So if you, you are listening to this and you are do want to support somebody, doing a pre-order is a really good way to, to provide cash flow to that company to help them recover and help them do this piece because insurance is going to take some time. Like I've got a hole in my ceiling. It's going to be there for probably a month. Like that's the that's how it affected us is that and we're lucky that we have a large house that that particular room doesn't need to be used on a daily basis, but we have this giant hole in our ceiling. So we're having a, a minor issue of like, but that's going to take a month to fix. And businesses who have lost 75, 100% of their stock, who've got waterlogged buildings, who have to either demolish or completely rebuild, that takes time. And it takes funds before the insurance company is going to pay for it. So sometimes having that pre-ordering and thinking about that is really important. But there's an important point that I want to stress that you just made, Kylie, about all the business that serve the region, so whether it's Southeast Queensland or Northern Rivers, is actually when you're taking a moment to do your, your marketing versa or your email outs or your whatever it is, is have a look and say, well, how appropriate is this to this particular region? I mean, and this is to any disaster and anything that's happening you know, globally at the moment. We've got issues in Western Australia. They finally opened their borders and not surprisingly, they're having their rise of, of COVID pandemic now um, because they had locked down for so long, they were immune. They were kind of blocked and kind of sheltered. And now that they've actually got their borders open, they're starting to see what we saw over the last year. So being compassionate and aware of that and, and aware of what is happening around uh, your, your market, whether that's local market, national market, or indeed a global market, is really important as a business owner to not just look down, to look up and see what else is happening in the world and respond to that rather than just, you know, doing business as usual and on autopilot, which so many people are. I, I saw this morning, you know, a flood of newsletters that I get every single day and I decide to open them according to their subject line. And one of them who's actually a friend and colleague in Brisbane it was like, hey, time is running out. Jump on my jump on my year long program or whatever. And it's like, wow, wow. That's that's just a mass mail out. But how about you change that subject line to, hey, sending out love to all the people around the world who are affected by stuff? Because hello, the horror going on in the Ukraine. The you know WA, what's happening there? What's happening in New Zealand? Like there's there's stuff all over. So maybe, and I know we're all acutely aware that that this has been a tough year so far. So maybe just a little bit of gentleness, I think, is really important. And I think it's not necessarily the time where you have to discount things and whatever, but finding ways to make things a little bit a little bit easier. Um, it might be, you know, I was talking with a client yesterday and she was like, how about we do a thing where we give away a free soap with every order, you know, that's coming from that region or, you know, yeah, I, I just think there's just so many ways that, that people can help and support. And if you can't financially, then just opening up your space. So Sue Walker, who owns Stewart's Menswear in Mullumbimby, she's here in the room with us today. She, um, I was chatting with her yesterday in our group coaching and one of our other clients, Lemon Myrtle Fragrances, who's from Sydney, 
they were saying we've got a lot of stuff that we would like to donate, but where and how and all of that. So Sue said, send it up to me and I will be the collection point and people can just come in and take away these beautiful products that they need. It's not unnecessary stuff. It's really important. Soap, cleansers, you know, all that kind of stuff. So what a beautiful thing. So it's not going to be a hard thing for Sue. Yes, she's got to find some space, but it's actually just a beautiful and generous thing to do. It's a beautiful and generous thing lemon myrtle fragrances are doing. It's a beautiful and generous thing that handicrafts and curtains and opening up a space space for chat and sew. So we can all do a little bit and a little bit of something. Um, Maureen, who we've had on here before chatting with us about um, inclusion and things in your business, she's been volunteering at Mwilambar, um what's it called, Resource Centre or whatever. She's donated you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars and delivered them to my place for me to distribute and things. So people are doing amazing things. And I think it's important to let people know what you're doing as well. I really do. And and post about it because it inspires others to do so as well. That's a really interesting point because often when I do things, I don't like to promote it. And I just like to do stuff and it happens and I don't like to be that promotion. But it is a really good point to say that when you start to share and talk about what you're doing, it does inspire and create that kind of community to say, well, other people are doing it. And it does kind of not so much put pressure, but it does actually shout out to people and say, hey, what can you do? It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be a big effort, but it just needs to be something. So I think that's um, it's probably a good idea to start kind of promoting and talking about what that looks like. You said... I bought a generator for my mum. Immediately, my brain went to, who could I buy a generator for? Who needs a generator? You know, straight away, and I know we've got a massive shortage of them here right now. Yeah. But, you know, a generator, yes, that's a lot more money. But how about a $10 donation? That's two packets of pads, sanitary pads. You know, like there's so many tiny and big ways that people can help. It doesn't need to be, oh, I don't have a spare $100 to donate. Literally donate $10. That's all it needs to take. And if everyone donated $10, what a difference that would make. 100%. And I think, and, and, and it's about it's about doing what you can do for you. So it might be if you're uh, if you're in the service industry and you are, you're saying that, you know, things like psychologists, psychiatrists, child youth workers, people who can provide some counselling and some mental health support for people, even if you can jump on the phone for an hour and reach out and have a conversation with someone or donate a day of your time just to check in to make sure people are, are, are okay. But not just now. I also want to talk about the fact that we, this is, this is an ongoing thing. This is, this is not going to be something that's going to be solved in the next week or the next month like other you know other issues that we've had it's actually coming back in in a month's time and, and I think and I'm, I'm going to challenge you and I to do that in a month's time we're going to check in and see how people are and in a month's time after that and in three months after that because that's when the work happens it's not so much now where we're going through the challenge it's actually how we're responding and how well we bounce forward after and I think that's when I was talking last week um in my little chat without you feeling very lonely on my own um that was the thing is it's not about us saying we're going to bounce back we're not going to be behind where we were today or yesterday or before before this disaster we want to actually make sure people can move forward from it and so whether that's physically whether that's mentally whether that's through their business whether that's revenue this is a little slump but we're going to actually bounce forward from it and I think that's what all this support enables us to do it's looking down the track of how we're supporting not just what you can do today absolutely and you know what I think even if we remove any kind of monetary expenditure at all from anyone, even though Sue just reminded me of um, that Maureen Shelley had put out there, how about donating $10 to a pharmacy as a pay it forward? Because there's so many people that can't pick up their 
medication and whatever. Yeah. But before before I talk about that other thing, I just want to mention just my brother as an example. So firstly, he doesn't want to receive any help because he feels like so many people are so much worse off what happened. But straight away, he needed to find $1,000 for the excess for his vehicle because the insurance company won't start the claim on his vehicle until they've received that. That's bizarre to me because they're going to pay him out the whole money for the insurance of the car because it's written off but they can't do that till he's paid the thousand that surprises me at a time like this there'd be a lot of people out there that don't actually have that the oh. second thing is they haven't even collected his car yet so i was speaking with someone that is an insurance assessor it's the partner of one of my clients and she said the problem was even just the processing of that because that in itself is taking way longer than it should have but not only that the assessors have got nowhere to stay so when they fly in from the cities to come and assess all the vehicles, there's nowhere for them to be. So then what about the removal of those vehicles? That's a massively problematic thing too. So let's just that's just as car alone. So if we think about then, he then doesn't have a vehicle to then go and buy all of the building supplies he needs to repair his house. And so unfortunately for him, or fortunately, I'm not sure which way to look at it, he actually sold his house and settlements in a few weeks. So he has to, for that sale to continue going through, that house has to be back to the state that it was when they bought it. So he has flooring to replace, walls to replace, cabinetry replace, like it's a massive job. And so he's got to be able to get all that stuff. But even if he had the vehicle to go there and buy the stuff, where's he going to buy it from? Because there's such a shortage of supplies. And we've had that through the pandemic anyway, that the problem was already going on. So all tradies in the region, uh, well, not all, but many have had their vehicles wiped out. They can't get to get, oh, it's, it's literally a minefield of horror when you look at all the different aspects of it. And that's yeah. just one person I'm giving you the example of. Yeah. Um, but also then trying to buy a new car, like in Lismore, all those car yards got wiped out. They lost every car. So where do we even go to buy a car? Like, and how many thousands of people need to replace their car, but also how many people didn't even have insurance? So on so many levels, it is just mind blowing. So hence over a little reminder about the pharmacy thing, $10 to a pharmacy is a pay it forward. So, and to say when someone needs, yeah, that to me just seems like a really beautiful idea. Um, but about that business thing, my, my suggestion was gonna be, even if you don't wanna spend a dollar anywhere and how can you actually support well, you can put up a post on your socials and you can say, you know, it depends on what you specialize in. But for example, how about you put up a post all about, you know, it's really important to clean mold with vinegar, not with bleach. These are the reasons why. Or, you know, maybe you're a psychologist or a counselor or a life coach. How about you put some tips up for, you know, caring for people or self-care in these times? There's so many ways that people can help that doesn't even have to involve money. So, and you might even be in Melbourne you're so far removed from this, but start putting up some things to show how people can support other people in times like this. So, yeah, I think that's a challenge that I'll put out to you all today is what can you put on your socials today that's going to show your support? Probably that's the main one. So, Jenny, how will we summarise what we can do? We can, we can send product, we can give discounts, we can reach out, we can share posts about how to support you know, um, what kind of things people can do, whether it's practical, you know, in terms of cleaning, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, there's, there's lots of things. What, what do you think that we can 
do as a summary there? I think also as a business owner, it's actually about communicating with your clients, not just what you're, where the situation you are now, but what's coming for your business. Let them know that you're still there and that you're that while you can't service them or help them now with their needs, you will be coming back. So I think it's sharing your story with them as a business owner. So if you're not going to be doing the supporting from an external into the into the areas who've been affected, as a business owner, it's been affected. Take a moment because if you're focusing on what your future is for your business as well, that's going to help your mental health and your recovery. So rather than just being in the moment, take five minutes a day to go, okay, this is crap today. We are in literally the muck, but we know that in three months time, we'll be back to where we were. In fact, we'll be ahead. And so let your clients know that. And so I, my advice is not about people to support the businesses, but the actual businesses themselves to try and take three, four, five minutes a day just to reflect on the fact that you're still, you're okay. Your, your physical person's okay. Your family's okay. You may still have your structure of your business, but you still, but there is a future coming up for you. So don't just focus on the disaster. Focus on, yes, this is where we are today, but it's not what's going to come in the next few months. So if you do that for yourselves, that's going to help your own personal mental health recovery and also your, your, your the environment that you're in and creating for yourself. So that to me, I think is really important. I totally agree. And like what my family are doing, maybe adopt that one also, where at the end of each night you say what you're grateful for, something that's that's come out of all this. And also we've been sharing a feel-good story that we've heard about, you know, a cow that was rescued that was 100 kilometres swept away. You know, there's been some incredible things. So, yes, we can share the horror of it all, but actually sharing something at the end of the conversation that leaves you feeling a, a little bit better is, is yeah, really important. And important. So if you you know, got wiped out in your business, what are you going to do to come back from it? But but each month, each night or whatever, thinking of what was actually really good about that? Well, it gave me a chance to take stock and clear some stuff. I don't know. You've got to find something, don't you, that's a positive. Um, I was going to, and I was going to do this in about a month, but given that we're talking about today, so any of the businesses in Northern Rivers who we talk to with PPP or who have seen this, who want some support in terms of how to manage their business, I'm off my coaching services will be uh, free for you guys. We'll do one or two sessions for you to help you recover. So if you want to take advantage of that when you're ready, you may not want to do it now. You may want to come to us in a month. Just reach out to our through us through Elephant in the Room on our socials and we're happy to hear to support you, to provide you some guidance or some advice, even directing you to where there's some grants that are available to help you do your recovery and your rebuild. We're, we're happy to offer our services for the next three months for businesses who have been affected by the, the floods. You're so beautiful, Jenny. You are such a good human. My goodness. I hope everyone takes you up on that offer because... I, I do too because I would love that it's my it's the way I can give back because it's the area that I know. It's what I know I can do. Um, and if, yeah, if it's the next three months, if you need help, reach out. That's so awesome. And, you know, I know we've got a topic already set for next week, but how about the week after, which is probably better timing anyway, we talk about grants. Yes. There's lots of good ones out at the moment. Yeah, and it's a really complicated process for a lot of us. And for people like you, it's just a really like, you've got a clear head around that topic. <laughs> and you've pretty much and all of that. So um, can I just finish on one thing for anybody who does have this out, you may not have realised, please make sure if you have been affected by the disaster, go to either New South Wales Gov or Services Australia and make sure you apply for the just the funding grant, it's only it's $1,000 at the moment for every adult in your home, 400 for every child under the age of 16 who's not currently receiving a payment. Um, but they will pay that within 24 hours. So if you haven't got cash flow, you can actually apply for that and get that within 24 hours. It took 10 days. 
for my brother to get his. He was able oh. to apply for it in that window before we lost internet. I told he got to our place. I told him about it, and then boom, out um, he applied. And ten days later is when he got it. That just blew my mind. Well, in the That's last shocking. three days here, in the last they've actually, they've changed that, so it's been twenty between forty eight and twenty four hours. You get that in your account now. Yeah. Well, that is good. But how's this? They've just announced two more of those thousand dollar payments but not for the bar and shine. So that's pretty mind-blowing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Wow. So the first payment is bar and shine, but the extra payments are not. Also yeah, so there's, two, there's a couple been... of different ones, yeah, because there's the, there's the New South Wales government have ones and then there's the federal government one. So you may be eligible for both. Um, you, but also ah. there's, so there's, a, there's New South Wales grants, there's also a business grant uh, flood recovery in addition to the individual. So you can apply as an individual for the services Australia, but you can also apply for this uh, small business grant. So that's only for, that's if you own a business and need it. And I'm just having a look while I'm talking it. It's potentially New South Wales businesses. I'll read this out because I think it's really important for anyone listening. So small businesses and not-for-profit organisations suffering direct damage as a result can be eligible up for $50,000 to help pay for cleanup costs and reinstatement of your operations you need to apply um so the sooner you apply the better um that's available on the new south wales gov i'm going to add this into the chat today and let's the, uh, topics then jenny let's do the grants next week yes actually let's and do also okay. not just about what's available but also how to go about it and how to write a really good grant so that you're you can you know have best chance of getting it yeah. so you know we can talk obviously about recovery grants but also other grants that you might want to be applying for. Hundred percent. Yes. This, 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 Definitely. That sounds like a good topic. Thank you, so Jenny. With your beautiful offer, how can people get in touch with you? So at Elephant in the Room AU on Insta and uh, LinkedIn. Oh, sorry, Insta and Facebook are the best ones for me. Um, otherwise, you can e uh, find us on our website eitrconsulting.com. Beautiful. And Lovely. how about you, Kylie? Um, oh, tell me first though. How can people reach out to you for your free coaching? Just all you need to do is message us on one of our one of our socials. Let us know who you are, and then we'll book, we'll send you a link, and you can book in a book in a chat um, if you've got access to internet. Otherwise, we will connect with you. So, no no application needed. You just need to reach out to us on one of our socials, and we will book in some time to chat to you. Beautiful. And I'm going to offer the same thing. Thanks, Jenny. That's a great idea. And how about we put out to other coaches out there what what can you offer? What can you um, what can you offer to people to Help them get some clarity, a bit of clarity about where they need to head. Um, so you can find me at hellomedia.team on all the different uh, places, platforms, and also on um, the website. So, yeah, thank you so much all for joining, joining us. Kylie from Hello Media, Jenny from Elephant in the Room Consulting. We'll see you next week to talk about uh, grants. And um, remember that if you join us live on the Zoom, we stop the recording straight afterwards um stop the live stream and then we jump into some actual coaching for free from both jenny and i so uh we'll do that right now we'll turn it all off i saw a little message come through um from sia sophia who's watching um on facebook so hi sophia thanks hope you can sophia. jump in and join us in zoom so thanks everyone great to see you all and uh we'll be catching awesome. you soon thank okay. you Bye. -ya.